got a couple of them. I've got a really, look at what is it? An 18 inch one, out comes the big boy. Hello and welcome, I'm Steve. I'm Andy. And I'm Al. And I'm Brett. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the acquainted Akushos, shoes. Akushos. Akushos. Yeah. That. Uh, gentlemen, how are we? How is everyone? Andy, why don't you tell everyone who you are and what you've been up to? Uh, okay. I'm Andy. I'm a blacksmith at Feather Forge. I um, live in Scotland. I'm suddenly very nervous. Um, <laughs> I have right. mainly been if, doing. If us three can do with... this, you don't need to worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mainly, uh, mainly just doing the day job. Um, but the last week or so, I've been doing a gate renovation for a for a client, which has been quite fun. And then yesterday, I did some teaching. Nice. Who just for the, uh, I've just put my hand up, Steve. Can you respect the um, no the symbols? Uh, for for those in the audience listening, can you please explain your fucking accent, Andy? Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I think everybody in the Fools of Tools group thinks that I'm Scottish because my name is Andrew McKenzie. Um, so, my dad is Scottish. He, he grew up just outside Glasgow, but then he moved down to God's country down in Dorset which is in England, uh, where I was born and raised. So, Greatest I have a... In the world. a yeah. I have a, a an English-ish accent, but I'm pretty bad at picking up accents, so I might have a bit of a, a Scottish twang now. But but yeah, so there you go. Yeah. Um, English-ish, English-ish. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, compared to how those two talk, you sound perfect to me. So don't worry about it. Um, I mean, we'll talk about glass and grass later on, Steve. But, you know. <laughs> Bath. Um, <laughs> Al, what about you? Speaking of funny accents, what have you been up to? Oh, fuck no. We, well, we've had a week off. Um, <laughs> so yesterday was the bi-monthly virtually crafty online craft festival, um, yes. which is the wonderful kind of global affair um, that is set up by Grand Steve. I really wish that it was, uh, they did it on a Sunday when I have a chance of actually having some some free time because i really wanted to watch yours and franco's and i missed yeah. both of them i i actually set an alarm on my phone whilst i was under the floorboards in the bathroom be like oh, i've got to make sure i watch this and both times i was busy doing stuff so i could franco made some sort of like um egg free quiche art it was quite nice um it was kind of like a, an epoxy resin pour but with with sort of stale Food. italian bread um <laughs> It was great, uh, and I attempted to sort of tear down, restore, and then rebuild and test a games console in an hour, which was ridiculously yeah. ambitious. I was like, this can't take me longer than an hour. I've done this <laughs> loads of times. It takes longer than an hour. Um, what, what games console was it? It was obviously a GameCube. Mm. <laughs> nice. Um, but then having not... I mean, we got it on and displaying... Basically, it was a, a broken one. Um, yeah. you know, sold on eBay is not working. So we got it on and displaying a video signal, nice. you know, which is nice. Um, but then that had spurred me on to bite basically for the last 24 hours. I've just done like seven more <laughs> <laughs> and like a, a dozen controllers and the whole house smells of um, bleach and yeah. isopropyl alcohol, um, which is very nice. Uh, and then also today almost got the penultimate Vitara episode out. Um, nearing the end of that build um just need to basically get the wheels balanced and aligned and then finish off the kind of pull out slidey kitchen thing and hopefully it will be ready in time to take down to dr malty's wedding at the weekend yes which everyone that was listening the other week that wasn't what i was talking about i know that everyone thought that yeah, i, I know that wrong. steve and i know that i know that i was just ripping no, you yeah no it was the fact that every I, I had about 40 people message me being like oh no it's at the end of september james is very disappointed in you brother um anyway yeah uh, so yes yeah, so that episode should be out um uh and that has spurred me on to the second vitara project which is the the pikes peak twin engined mad machine yeah um so uh, the weekend i went down to norfolk uh, for my sins, I picked up a pair of gearboxes um, and a windscreen, 
that's being fitted tomorrow. Hopefully, this is the the start of a beautiful, uh, insane adventure. Um, mm-hmm. You're a fucking idiot. I love it. So, what I really need, and hopefully someone can help me, um, is the kind of the the brains and the wiring in the ECU because yeah, they've both got to be the same, obviously, and it's really hard to get two vehicles of that age the same. Whether it you know they're either manual or auto or yeah. eight volve or sixteen valve, you know, I, I'm going to struggle to get two uh, ECUs and wiring looms the same. So, if yeah. anyone has any ambition or understanding of how to create a kind of homebrew ecu so two things firstly there is a raspberry pi based yeah uh, ecu that you can do see there's or, lots of rumblings about this but no one actually going here's one i've done and it works i think jim uh has a, uh, sent me a video yeah, to i've had this works. conversation with jim um the, <laughs> yeah i know uh I, I love jim but um but the other option is why don't you just go manual just go to cards because I've just spent six months hunting down two <laughs> sixteen valve fuel injected engines. I mean, <sighs> yeah, uh, yeah, carbs is fun, and also yeah. it could be quite fun with lots of linkages and stuff. Anyway, yeah. car talk. Um, if anyone can help, please reach out. Um, and other than that, it was the first week back at Scouts this week um, nice. after the summer break, and it's starting to get really dark because Scouts isn't until like eight o'clock at night. So yeah, we mm-hmm. went on an adventure into the park and did navigation, but basically put everyone inside a cardboard box, gave them a torch and a compass, and it was like nightmare for yeah. the people, the English people in the audience. Um, <laughs> and they had to navigate. Basically, everyone got got instructions and had to find their way to a point. Yeah, and it was hilarious. It was like the scene in Toy Story where everyone's like hiding in like burger boxes <laughs> and traffic cones <laughs> and shit. Slash box trolls and just yeah. all these like scouts just bumbling around in the dark, knocking into I feel each like other. That would have been incredible to watch. As yeah, a, a it was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. um, but yeah, it was nice. Nice. That's me. good. That sounds like a quite a, a good positive update. I'm very much looking forward to just the absolute shit show that's going to be the the twin engines Vitara because <clears> it's <throat> it's going to be a it's it's going to be interesting. So um, right, mechanically, I I think I reckon I can just brute force it, right? Nah. Yeah. No, as in like I can I can make the mechanics work. Yeah. <laughs> it's the it's the electronics bit that I can't figure out. So because I, I, I've got a uh, I've got a friend who did a um a twin engined uh, drag car. Right. And I can remember the absolute fucking nightmare of that because. If there's any like little bit of timing that's slightly out, it puts like it it all works for a little while, and then all of a sudden, because it's constantly putting like differential stresses on components, all of a sudden they start like catastrophically failing. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing is, it's like one thing will explode, and they're like, "Oh fuck, okay, so we'll we'll fix that, and we'll put right the thing that we think caused it." And then a week later, something else will just catastrophically explode. And but whatever the opposite of a drag car is, that's what I'm building. <laughs> <laughs> like my ambition is to a like maybe yeah maybe get up a hill. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking brilliant. Um, but yeah, man, I'm super looking forward to seeing what happens with that, and I'm quite excited about the prospect of possibly coming up and giving you a hand with it at some point as well. Mm-hmm. I like that that is your uh, you know second big project car. I dread to think what number three is going to be. Just going to build Bigfoot out of a Vitara. <laughs> I feel like um, a Transformer is not too far away. Like yeah, I yeah. just go. I, I need it to stand up. It's either that or Gundam. <laughs> just going to have like every kind of like vehicle you can imagine, just all based on a Vitara. We all know <laughs> it's going to be Homer's car. <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, speaking of. Uh, Homer, how are you gonna do it? Americans, and speaking of Americans, Brett, He's not even trying. I know, I was, I was trying to, I, I was too up, uh, upset, no, too excited about my tea. Um, oh, there you go, it's a, it's a very nice cup of tea. Speaking uh, of tea, the tea that you sent, yes, is the tea. so goddamn good, Ooh. just compared to whatever the PG stuff is that we yeah. always get as like the English tea over here, yeah, anywho, because. Dorset tea is, I don't give a shit what anyone says, and fuck you all, Dorset tea is superior to Yorkshire tea. It's a fact. Yeah, fair point. Yeah. Yorkshire tea is pretty wank. Yeah. 
Although Clipper tea is probably superior to Dorset tea. Oh, right. Why don't you say it? get yourself a green tea and all herbal and <laughs> no, organic? No, up, no updates for me. Just tea talk. Just tea. Yeah. tea talk. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Brad. No. What have you been up to? No, you're, you're right. Uh, Where I'm from, been... tea means <laughs> evening meal. Mm-hmm. Anywho. So the last couple of weeks, uh, let me just start off by saying the boys that did the episode last week, fantastic job. Like It was a delight to listen to, and much like the the our women friend takeover, uh, it was really interesting to like see our thumbnail come up in mm. you know the podcast thing and listen to it, and it wasn't the three of them. Yeah, <laughs> it was great, uh, and everybody seemed like they were in such a good space. I liked hearing. I don't know. Red, red is a delight, and Jan and uh, who's the other one? The the littler one? Uh, wasn't it? Um, oh fuck, Ray, Ray Mouse. Ray Kiel. Mouse. Ray, it was Kiel. Ray. Ah, yeah, it was Kiel, uh, Kiel. They did a great job. So that was a fun listen. Beyond that, I've been doing the uh, medicine cabinet mirror thing that I posted a little bit about. Um, doing all this. It's it's pretty simple fabrication, and I just really got locked into this idea of having a round medicine cabinet with the hinge on the side. So it was pretty basic, but of course, the one component that I really needed to work, I broke, uh, which was the mirror. So I had to <laughs> order another one of those. Fucking idiot. Oh, shit, yeah, I yeah. saw that. <laughs> I was a bit mad because everything worked like it was just held in with really <laughs> shitty glue and it was in the steel frame. And I was like, I just cut the glue out with. I'm holding the knife right now because it's a nice little fidget spinner. But these little breakaway knives, which are awesome, you know, push it in there and let it get all nice and flat. Cut the glue out. I got 99% of the way through the frame and the glue. And then it dropped about an eighth of an inch on its face and cracked immediately. So luckily, Amazon has an order again tab, yeah. uh, which I felt like it was a <laughs> oopsie, oopsie button. <laughs> Yeah, but we're done with all of the fabrication on nice. that, uh, and I did get the mirror yesterday. So by the time this comes out, I hope to be installing it in the wall, which will be awesome. Uh, I know I always announce like the first and how I'm feeling about things, but putting the medicine cabinet mirror in the wall will be yeah. effectively the first thing that actually gets put as a built-in at my place because yeah. I'm still waiting on the wall finishing plaster and stuff to do the. Uh, sink and all the other things so it'll be a nice little first step of putting the thing in the wall speaking of the cabin and the property this was the big news that i didn't tell you boys about but i have a work order for october 4th for electric from the electric company hey i don't know if they'll be able to do it all in one day i have heard mixed reviews about oh they're really fast or oh they take their time um so i'm just holding my breath but they have to install a pole and the transformer and the wire. Uh, but regardless of whether they finish it that day or not, it means yeah. that by October, aka a month from now, I should have power to the property, which has awesome. been it. It is the one thing that took this long. Like I was yeah. unable to do this process until everything else was done up until now. So it's a huge. Like the day I get to flip a light switch on is going yeah. to be mind numbing. So does that mean you'll be like fully moved in, everything sorted by Christmas? Yeah. Honestly, that's the game plan. I know you're kind really? of cheesing on me right now, but I, I think once there's power there, I'm going to make a really big run at it. Um, I suppose that's the thing is like it does mean that you can just be there for like 18 hours a day straight and just fucking go for it and do it. Yeah, and what what better excuse to build a bed than yeah. like hey you can yeah sleep fuck right now. yeah. Um, so there's just all of the good laundry list stuff, uh, or the to-do list that needs to be done for the conversion paperwork and actually have it be listed as a residence and refinance it and do all that, all the other like adult responsibility yeah. things that need to get done. It all hinged on this power thing. Yeah. So once that happens, it's, um, I'm going to be playing some very fun music and yeah. dancing around. Hopefully. I mean- I, I know, like, we keep breaking your balls for, like, every week talking about the power stuff, but genuinely, man, I'm so fucking happy for you, the fact that you've got a, a date that it's actually going to be installed. Yeah, it's, it's kind of unbelievable in a way. I've just been like, yeah, I guess that's the next step, but 
I have to remember that <laughs> it has taken this entire time to get yeah. here. And it was uh it was kind of a fun process. I'll give you like a really quick version, but um I had to schedule an appointment with the county to come out and sign off on everything when he called me that morning, which if anybody watched the Harry Potter movies or read the books, it was like when they schedule anything with the county is like when they schedule the uh Harry's trial when he does the underage magic. Because <laughs> it's like <laughs> I woke up four hours early to be ready for this phone call because I knew you would call me at six o'clock, which yeah. is like pre-work time to anybody else, but I knew you would. <laughs> I woke up early. And he immediately is like, oh, well, we usually don't do the sign off until you're completely ready and yeah. done with the project and ready for the conversion. I was like, that doesn't yeah. seem right because I have to do tests on all of the electrical components. Yeah. Well, I'll come out and see it. He was an hour and a half late to his appointment. My appointment, whatever. It took him all of about 10 minutes to look everything over. And he was like kind of wish-washy about it. But I happened to be loading up my blacksmithing tools to take over to Ryan's to work on a larger project. And like he walked right behind my truck as he was walking to his. Yeah. Hadn't said anything about me getting power yet and just goes, is that an anvil? <laughs> I was like, yes, it is. Are we buddies now? And yeah. we talked for 10 minutes Let's about blacksmithing. Friends. Yeah. Talked about blacksmithing for 10 minutes. He like, I don't know, cooled off this stone faced attitude that he had. And then he was like, all right, we'll get you power. And I know I told you guys about it where it was like, what a power trip. Um, that this guy holds the keys to signing off on all these things, but whatever. I'm I'm very excited about that. That's the biggest news that's come out of the last couple of weeks. Um, aside from that, I'm working on a table base commission project by way of Fossil John. Um, yeah. It's a buddy of his, and I'm doing... I had to move around some one-inch square stock and just did a couple of really awesome production days with the little giant and Ryan's hydraulic press and just nice. cruising back and forth between the two of them, like a proper blacksmith, <laughs> or at least like a, like a proper uh, new age blacksmith or yeah. current day blacksmith where you have these machines and you just fucking jump back and forth between them. Nice. I wish it was all on like a belt pulley drive system though. <laughs> it just felt super old school. Uh, but that I'm, I'm going to do a lot of torch bending and heating and welding and finish up the fabrication for that, hopefully before I leave for Maker's Camp, because I am teaching with Steve Pellegrino nice. at the intro classes, and we will go back to the old ways of making yeah. S-hooks and silly things, awesome. while Fader and Chris Cash yell the entire day. <laughs> um, yeah, man, that sounds that's like a, a really good update. Um, I uh, like I said, I'm I'm super pleased for you for the for the uh, the power situation because I know that's a big a big step because um, I had the same thing with the bathroom finally getting all of that ripped out uh, the plumbers come in and uh, fitted a new water heater which means that I actually have hot water and it's not just like tepid water it's actually <laughs> hot water um, and not only is it hot water in the bathroom but it actually goes to the kitchen as well. So for the first time oh. since I've moved in, I was able to do the washing up without having to boil the kettle. Well, the kettle's going to feel so left out. <sighs> I know, but but it means that I get to use it for tea now. It's going to last longer. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it's genuinely like such a weight off my mind. Um, got to rip up all the rest of the flooring because he'd taken out all the bits. Um, so I was left without a toilet for a few days, um, mm -hmm. which was which was fun um you just and, neat uh, right just that's how it works yeah yeah don't sure. eat that's, for a few days yeah let, let's go with that rather than the reality of the situation <laughs> um but uh but yeah so uh that was uh, all ripped out um i i love my dad but oh, i said to him that i need uh five boards to do the the floor in there um but get six because then I've got a little bit of safety room. And I was like, I've budgeted for these. Don't worry about it. Just, just get them. Um, so firstly he gets like, he, he didn't actually check with me what boards he was going to get. I, I figured he was going to phone me and he didn't, he just rang me and was like, uh, these boards don't look right. I was like, well, what boards? You, what? Hang on. I've not ordered them yet. Like you were just supposed to let me know when you're going to be able to, and I was going to order them online for collection. And uh, no, he'd just gone to a different builder's merchant, bought different boards, 
that were the wrong size, the wrong thickness, and had actually bought six of them. Um, so I was like, right, well, you're going to have to take them all back because none of those things will work. Um, like, thank, thanks for your help, but also that was bad. Uh, so he then takes them back and um, only bought three of the new ones because he decided I only need three. So I've put half the floor down in the bathroom and now can't do the rest. Um, which, <laughs> fuck you, Al, fuck you. Um, which, yeah, uh, is is good in a way because it means I've at least been able to to reconnect the toilet. So I've got a working um, loo. Uh, but it's it's annoying because it means that it's going to be at least another week before I can get to the builder's merchants and pick up some more boards. Um, so I'm not even going to be able to like finish them off in the evenings. Um, <clears throat> Which is kind of shitty, but it's good. Like there's progress happening with with the bathroom, so that's that's nice. Um, also, we got a vibro polisher at work, which so nice, so happy about it. Uh, and it just means that we're not going to have to do shit loads of polishing over Christmas. Which anybody that's like ever been to the workshop and has seen the amount of stock that we go through and realizes that every single piece of it is polished by hand will know how much work is involved in that. Um, we basically have someone full time just polishing stock at the moment and uh it's going to be great being able to put that uh those like man hours back into production rather than just into polishing stuff um is that something you can put on cv it's like full-time stock polisher <laughs> maybe huh? um huh? but yeah like so we've we've got that in and uh we're doing some experiments with that to clean things up um we've been playing around with the the new pans that we're doing the, the roasting pans and the saucepans um which hopefully will be released before Christmas. Um, we're hoping to get a few released in November. Um, so that was good. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, also, uh, I went up to, I had a day off uh, and I went up to London. Uh, what? My friend, yeah. My friend Sam had a uh, job interview up there um, for the, the re one of the restaurants that's opening up near us. Um, and she's, she's going for the uh, job there. Um, but had to do a trial shift up in London. Um, but typically the restaurant got shut down because someone caught COVID. So rather than doing like a trial shift uh, during a lunch period, um, she just had to cook one meal for uh, the, like the, the owner of the whole thing. Um, and uh, sorry, I just tried to read and talk at the same time. It completely <laughs> confused me. Um, but yeah, I had to do uh, like a, uh dessert for the guy um which is kind of less pressure in the fact that it's just having to do one thing but also more pressure because it's it's going to the guy that runs the place um mm -hmm. but so we did that and then basically just got to go to another friend's restaurant and eat fucking amazing food and drink cocktails and it was really good and then went into uh you know you know the shop lush went into there quite drunk it was really fun and i walked away with bath bombs and i don't even have a bath um I used so... to work for them back in the day. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to go in there drunk because everything looks like food. <laughs> I just spent the entire time wanting to lick stuff. They even put food on the stuff that's not food to confuse yeah. you. They we used to pack um I, I did the mail order thing and they used to pack yeah. stuff with um popcorn and they had to stop it very, very quickly because people were eating it. Oh, dear. <laughs> and getting rather ill as a result. Yeah, we had a, we just had a massive popcorn machine in the corner of the, the, the factory. Yeah. Oh, I, see, yeah, I, if, if we'd had a massive popcorn machine, I would have just eaten popcorn the entire time. Um, but yeah, so uh, did that. That was really fun. Um, what else? Oh, yeah. And then... Jeez, uh, he's still going. Fuck you. And then Thursday... <laughs> fucking you two talked... Went straight into ages. spiffing. Um, <laughs> uh uh, it's been two weeks. Um, you say it properly. It's been what? Two, two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, uh, and yes, uh, so Thursday I left, uh, I was just coming out of the gym and had a phone call saying, do you know that the forge is on fire? Um, which is never a phone call you want to have. Um, so I uh, rushed home um like ran down to the workshop and it wasn't the actual workshop that was on fire it was um beryl's property um which is in no way is that better the only good thing is the fact that i was thinking well at least that means i didn't start the fire um 
but there was a couple of propane tanks from her heater that had um that had gone up so there was a couple of quite loud explosions which is what um i think kind of alerted some people um and yeah luckily she was out um and she was um with uh she was out with the dog so there was no one in the house when it was all happening um but yeah it was it was not a fun experience so mm. i spent most of thursday evening kind of just with her when she came back um just kind of checking in on her making sure she was okay um and trying to make sure she was sorted out for um for when she got back uh mm -hmm. for when the fire firemen left um but yeah it was it was a, a bit of a, a weird one um and a bit shitty um but that was kind of it the only other thing that uh really happened is we did the the very last uh class um in the workshop so that is it there are no more classes being run at the forge in somerset um again just because we don't have the the space anymore the what was the teaching workshop has been converted into um a more production area because we we can't keep up with orders so we we need that space to be more efficient um and we don't know if we're going to go into another pandemic in the next six months sort of thing mm. um so it just didn't make sense to try and keep that space open for teaching when we need it for production um which was it was kind of sad like it's the end of an era i think we will go back to teaching eventually um and we might do a few like private classes and stuff like that um but in terms of like the actual big classes that's kind of it um and it's quite good because it kind of made me think about um like the amount of people that i've met um through doing the classes so someone like Jamie, who I consider to be a really good friend. Um, and then thinking back to the fact that actually I only really met him when uh, when we did one of the classes, like the fact that I'd known him online for months um, and thought of him as a friend and then realized, oh shit, I haven't actually met this person in person before. Mm -hmm. um, and the same with like with Andy, like I've been, I can remember when I first started blacksmithing and I found Andy's videos on YouTube and was watching them is like ah this is really cool this is really these are projects that i can do like there's there's quite a lot of um blacksmithing videos out there but i always found andy's to be like the um the beginner projects ones that uh you used to do back in your old shed i think it was back when i was young and handsome yeah <laughs> as opposed to being more mature and handsome now <laughs> <laughs> um but i can like those ones i i really like genuinely really enjoyed them and i genuinely learned a lot from them um and it's kind of weird to think of of the fact that like a few years ago I was watching them and kind of interacting with them and being like, oh, this is really cool. Thanks for sharing. Uh, whereas now I'm like constantly trying to figure out like when you're down this way again, like if we can meet up for a pint yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and again, it's that whole thing of like how many people we know, especially within this community that we never actually get to see in real life. Like, I mean, Brett doing Makers Camp. Um, I loved being there last year because there were so many people that, I thought of as as being friends that I never actually met in person, like um, Chris DeBoer, uh, like getting mm -hmm. to actually meet him in person was fucking awesome. Um, and it's it's this really weird thing where you 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 build these relationships online, but then you um, you actually get to kind of cement that relationship in wait only when you you meet in person. Does that makes mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. Oh, is it going to me? I sorry, I thought you put your hand up. But I... uh, it was two years ago. I was oh, reminding you that it was a while ago. Yeah, that Makers Camp happened. I will take it from here though, because Andy, you and I were kind of chatting in the pre-show. But um, when I looked back through uh, your most recent posts or whatever, just to see about the classes and and some mm. of the projects you've been working <clears> on, I was reminded that we've been chatting for. I don't know, a couple of years yeah, a good at this couple point. Of years now. Um, you were kind enough to kind enough and frustrated enough to send me a proper twisting tool, <laughs> twisting wrench. <laughs> I think that was uh, um yeah, mainly frustration. Like, why, why, why do you not want to have me? <laughs> like, like, and, please please stop. <laughs> yeah. And I recall uh very early on where Al was helping work with the logo, right? Or work on the logo. Design, oh, yeah, and yeah, that seems like forever ago. But I remember Al showing me the drawings that he was working on and going, Oh, those are really cool. Who's that guy that you're doing this for? and then start this series of events that leads to me 
meeting you or interacting with you, mm. but we've established that this is the first time we've exchanged words. Yeah. <laughs> and it's through the internet and haven't actually met each other. But I feel like I know you well and I know yeah. what's going on in your work life because yeah, of absolutely. It's, it's kind, of, kind of weird on that front, isn't it? Like I know so much about all of you, mm. but haven't actually met any of you in person yeah at any, at any point which is yeah. which is a weird state of affairs but yeah it's like i i feel like i know my way around your workshop despite never having been there yeah. it's yeah it's a really kind of it, it's a weird um symptom of like the the, the kind of world that we live in now the mm -hmm. fact that we we interact with people that are all over the world yet don't necessarily ever meet them um mm -hmm. and like i I remember saying to uh, uh, to Jim and Jamie the other day, actually, like the fact that if uh, if the shit hit the fan and I like say mum and dad had to go in hospital and I like rushed over to to look after them, it's weird that the first person I'd call to kind of do like to sort shit out to like look after Murphy and and deal with all that so that I could just get on with the the task at hand of looking after mum and dad would probably be those guys like. Like just drop a message in the group chat, just saying, "Guys, I've got to sort this. Can someone like look after Murphy?" And then realizing that well, they both live like a hundred miles plus away. <laughs> like they don't really have to do shit, but but at the same time, because of the world we live in, I know that they could quite easily get onto my social media, find one of my local friends, and get in touch with them and be like, "This sounds a bit weird, but I'm one of Steve's friends from far away, and he's had to go do this. Can you go look after Murphy?" Sort of thing, like. <laughs> And you're obviously not good enough friends to talk to him directly. Yeah. So that's why. I'm <laughs> yeah. Here. Yeah. But it's just that 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 kind of weird thing of like, like some of my closest friends being very far away, um, and and it, it's a it's a great thing. I, I'm not sure like there there's definitely um, there's definitely downsides to it, but I I I love it. I love the fact that I can I can say that I have friends in on literally every continent. Um, I think it's a really good thing to to be able to do. Yeah, you know, the social media and the internet in general makes, you know, for all its pitfalls and and sort of downsides, like you say, it makes the makes the world so much of a smaller place. Like you say, yeah. you you know, you just you can contact and be in touch with people that are you know half a world away. Yeah, there there is that that weird moment though when you you do meet them in the real yeah. world. Um, because you get you kind of got, especially because it's so international. You, get, mm. I, I got into a comfort zone of like, yeah. oh, I can talk to this guy. I can talk to this guy in America. I can talk to this guy, you know. And it, and it was just, it became second nature. Yeah. Um, but then actually, like, I mean, I'm, Steve, I remember just turning up at Yandel's, <laughs> and it's just yeah. like, do we hug? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't fucking know you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah. It, there's a weird kind of duality to everything where it's like yeah. you, you can be as um, like introverted in real life, you know, and, and yeah. it, it, it always like made me laugh when you've got all these characters in the community and all these like personalities and loud voices yeah. and stuff. And then you turn up at a place like Maker Central and everyone's just like, there's so many fucking people here. I hate it. <laughs> don't, don't touch me. <laughs> and everyone's just like, yeah. but we're all in it together like, oh. yeah yeah it's hilarious yeah. um but i, I love i love that that moment where you can kind of just kind of like ah, and relax and then even just doing trivial things like just eating food together yeah mm -hmm. um it, it it just kind of breaks everything down and you're like oh, yeah you know it's no longer just this weird digital relationship mm -hmm. um and then you know strengthened even more when you actually start making stuff together yeah so you know put in people who might have been talking for a year, but I've never actually met in in reality. Yeah, stick him in a forge and start hit, whacking stuff. Yeah, you know it's it's magical. Yeah, mm -hmm. I I know this is it's my own thing, but I feel like we have all had experiences like this. It was when we went to the Twine Works, and Steve hadn't really told I don't think anybody about it, or it was kind of a surprise that we were going to go do this little adventure day yeah. but it was when the gentleman started chatting and talking about sail making and i look over at you and he's just like yeah so it was effectively for pirates or whatever and you yeah. just looked over with this <laughs> shit-eating grin of like 
I thought you might like that. <laughs> so fucking full of yourself. But also, yes, I very much enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, but that that's not an interaction that you can have, you know, over the phone or, or over social media. It's this like developed thing where we hadn't seen each other in so long. And then we had our group of friends and we're all hanging out, but everyone's being quiet and coy because now we yeah. have a stranger that we're interacting with at this Twineworks place. So we're all cautiously being good and then it's it's almost as if when that little joke happened the whole room kind of rumbled because yeah. of everybody's love for pirates and all the nonsense and then this wave of like comfortability came in oh yeah remember we all get along because we all like this dumb goofy shit yeah and now we're in a place where they actually make the things for the dumb goofy shit that we all like and thanks to steve for bringing us all here and it just it felt so good after that because yeah. you got to remember that it was like 10 strangers that didn't know each other a few years ago. <laughs> I, I think like that's that's one of the things that I like, though, is like that that ice breaking moment where everyone then kind of can start to to relax afterwards. Like, I think one of the things that, um, that I noticed the difference with is like it's very because obviously doing the, the teaching and that you're kind of you're on it the whole time. And even with people that you've met before, like it's your you're performing. Um, and I think one of the nice things with um, with meeting people that you interact with on a more kind of friendly basis is um, is that moment where you, you get to just kind of like Al said, you sit down for something to eat or you sat in a pub or you sit down and put the TV on or whatever. And you're able to just sit and not have to feel that silence. Um, you don't feel like you're um you're on stage or anything you're able to just sit and relax like one of uh one of my favorite things when i go up and see al is like i'll get there and al's just fucking on it constantly um and like we're we're doing this we're doing that and we're, okay and, and everything and then in the evening when like the food's been made or the food's been ordered or whatever and sit down glass of whiskey or beer or cider or whatever and put something on the tv and then just stop and just chill and mm. relax and i fucking i love that because it's it's that um like that's when you know you that someone's actually comfortable is when you're able to just sit in in silence and not really in silence but you know you're you don't feel the need to to fill those uh those voids with inane chatter sort of thing um i, I want to kind of direct this next one to andy um just yeah. in terms of sort of teaching and and sharing kind of not knowledge but you know like experience um mm -hmm. there's there's definitely merit in having those situations with people that you already know or have mm -hmm. already befriended because i'm thinking about like trying to teach people or try to teach colleagues or try to teach like um children or you know strangers and there's that kind of standoffish nature maybe a little bit of awkwardness maybe a little bit of you know do they really want to be here you know what what's the relationship but i found that in all our experiences, no matter who it is, if we if we already know these people, all that stuff is out the window, and mm. and everyone's just there for, you know, I want to learn, I want to yeah. get involved, I want to help, you know, and and it's this wonderful, you, you know, all the small talk is is out the window. You don't need to do that anymore. You know, there's no, um, you know, over politeness or you know, uh, uh, scared to get involved. I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking yeah. about Maker Central and everyone yeah. just everyone jumping in and, and all hands on deck. And you know, it doesn't matter. You know, we'll worry about that when it's over. And yeah. I was just I was just wondering, Andy, like your experience in 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 teaching classes or bringing in people and showing them the ropes. Where you know, what's it like when you've met them already or they're total strangers? You know, is there a difference? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I think I've been other than being able to take the piss out of them. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I've been no, I've been really lucky with the people that I taught. It tends to, um, or I found that it, it tends to attract people that I generally would get on in with anyway. Mm. So um, I don't know. It's just been you know like the people that I've have had through it is sort of instantly relatively friendly, and you're like, oh, we've got similar interests or whatever it is outside of. The blacksmith thing so i've been able to get on with people quite well i have had a couple yeah. of people through that have been different <laughs> and just, just generally a bit awkward like um yeah. and and it has only been a couple of people in however many classes it is that I've run now so that's it's been quite good on that front but when yeah. in terms of people that you haven't met yeah there is that there is absolutely that the first 
it's usually the first hour, hour and a half or so where the, you know, people are sort of yeah. getting comfortable in where they are, like, or they walk in and they, oh, right. Okay. There's a lot going on in here and there's a big fire and there's this big bold beard guy shouting stuff at me and <laughs> and then but people that i've taught before like you say that that that's totally gone and you can just yeah. jump in oh how's it going oh yeah you look like shit don't you but you know just just totally yeah. skip all of that like you say skip the pleasantries as it were and just, yeah. just get stuck in which is nice i think um, i remember just just turning up at jimmy's and yeah, all right. It's a segue, Steve. I'll teach you about him one day. Yeah. Um, turned up at Jimmy's, and like I'd obviously never met Jim in real life. Yeah. And like first thing I did was just like you know jump and get some like sacks of compost out the back of you know, <laughs> all, you know it's just like, yeah <laughs> you didn't need to fuck around with all the like oh yeah. this is lovely isn't your house nice yeah. but, you know it's just like let's get let's get let's get to work yeah you know um, yeah let's yeah. get cracking yeah I mean, I like I. I love the the like because I again with the teaching like we always get that the the couple of people that are a bit awkward because because how many people you only teach like two at a time, isn't it? Yeah, so I can I can do three, but three's three's a push. I had yeah. Christ, I had six in once for a Hindu, and that was just chaos. utter carnage. Yeah, it was, it was, <laughs> it was chaos. Yeah, it was yeah. good fun, but it was was carnage. But yeah, two yeah. is my preferred amount because it's it's yeah. just a lot easier to to yeah. to teach. What's a Hindu? <laughs> well, it does crack. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, because like we, we obviously we teach uh, like four at a time normally, mm-hmm. um, because we, like we've got the teaching workshops set up yeah, specifically for that. Um, but when we were doing like the big classes where we we're teaching six to eight at a time, it was great because we had two teachers. Um, we always found the best way to to break the ice was to have. A bit of banter between the two uh the teacher and the, the teaching assistant that's why yeah. it was always good when it was me and al because al would just t- start taking the piss out of me and start talking about how shit i am and it just put everyone at ease because it was like oh okay we can have fun and relax and like this isn't just a formal um bit of, of education sort of thing um so that was always um good and and, and good fun but i um i've completely forgotten the the point that i was trying to make because uh <laughs> I was laughing at the, the hen joke. It, it does um, make a difference though when you 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 kind of put them to you know put them at ease. Like, all oh, right, okay, this like yeah. you say it's not a formal thing where yeah, you know, like I've had to say to people in the past, like I'm not, I'm like I'm not a school headmaster. Like you, you know, yeah. if you want to stop for a cup of tea, like just give me a shout, we'll we'll do it, or you know, yeah. At, at the end of the day, you're paying to be here to have fun. Like, exactly, it yeah. should be a fun experience for you, not a not a, a horrible formal thing um and like i, I think because i i know full well like if i was to like, if there's that shared commonality there as well it's much much easier to just to, to fall into step and fall into rhythm mm-hmm. um and it's always interesting trying to find whatever that that um that common denominator is um but it's like i, I know full well if i was to to come up to scotland and and pop in and see you at the workshop we'd probably like arrange to come up and be like, oh yeah, let's make this or let's do that. We'd probably just stand around for the first couple of hours. Yeah, talking just, shit. Yeah, talking shit, drinking tea. And then be like, oh fuck yeah, should we, should we make something? Can we do and, something, yeah. Yeah, and then just have a bit of fun. And Oh, it's about time for cider. Well, <laughs> yeah. we got to 30 and, you know, why not? <laughs> let's just make a quick bottle opener and then, then crack on with the drinks. Crack again. on with the drinks. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I still like, want to do that. I want to do that at some point. I've been meaning to make a uh, organize like a little forging at some point, but it's, yes. you know, just life just doesn't just gets in the way at the minute. At the minute, yeah. Well, we've been talking about doing something like that for so long, and like when we had the teaching workshop, it was the perfect space to do it. Because um, there's loads of guys like uh, the the two guys that um, I talked to a lot, um, Martin from Modern Twist and um, Mark from uh, what was the Beer Wrench and is now the Turf Blacksmith, I think, on Instagram. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And um, yeah, like having a little group chat with those guys, and um, it'll be a like a couple months at a time between messages, and then there'll be a spurt of like a day of just chatting back and forth. And we were saying for ages we should just do like a blacksmith barbecue thing, but the the trouble is, is it was like trying to find somewhere that's fairly central, um, and it's like either everyone comes here or everyone goes there or whatever. Um, and the more we think about it, the more we're like, well, why don't we just like hire a a field near Birmingham or something? And just do almost like a um 
like the the meetups they do in the states where everyone just turns up and does like a fucking tailgating thing and just just hang out like set up a couple mobile forges and say to people yeah if you want to forge we can supply some electrics um and that's kind of it but otherwise you're on your own get people to bring mobile forges and anvils and stuff and just just have a bit of fun um but yeah trying to find somewhere that's fairly central that we'd be able to do that is is damn near impossible so i think it's just going to end up being a case of just all descending on one of our workshops one day yeah um, <laughs> That's the beauty of the space that I've got. It's, it's a big shared space. The, the building is run by a charity, but the the back half of it is all rented out by mostly um, wood wizards. So yeah. I'm in the back corner, but like the the amount of space that we've actually got there is so you're just in the back corner being being a fire hazard. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> like right right at the back, right next to everybody. But, um, <laughs> But we've got a big yard out the out the side as well, which is, there's a heap of space, and I've got a little courtyardy thing as well. So there's, yeah. there's plenty of space there. But yeah, just life is life is busy, as you you know, as you yeah. all know. And th and that's the thing is you try and organise something like that, and then you've it again with knowing so many people and wanting to include everyone, and you get this thing where it's like right, okay, well, you know, you've got to make sure that so and so can come over from this country, and they can come over from here, which means you've got to plan this far in advance and it just becomes an absolute nightmare, which is why um, like the last couple of times I've started doing things like that, I've just kind of, rather than trying to check in with everyone else, it's just been a case of, I'm going to be doing this on this date. If you want to come along, great. You're more than welcome. If you can't, sorry, but maybe next time. Um, mm -hmm. And trying to like with events like that, I think you, it gets to the point where you have to, like, if it's just two or three of you and you just want to all meet up together, then fair enough. But especially if you start getting into double figures, you can't take into uh, account everyone's situation. And you just kind of have to say, like, this is the deal. This is the event. Like like the Yandles thing, for example, like they, they don't go around and check when every single guest is able to make it. They just go, right, these are the dates we're going to be doing it. Mm -hmm. Book your ticket and come along sort of thing. And I think at a certain point, you have to be a bit more like that. And you have to just kind of say, this is when I can do it. Everyone else needs to work around me because... Yeah. I'm putting the event on sort of thing. Um, but yeah, that's, that's not always the easiest thing to just kind of say like, nope, you're all doing it for me. It's all <laughs> about me because none of us are, are particularly like that. I think um, I think as long as it's not kind of um, billed as a one-off, yeah, then there's not that massive FOMO. But if you're like, yeah. this time, you know, we're doing it on this date and we're going here and we're going blah, you know, yeah. Maybe next time, you know, because that, that's what I'm really liking about the um, the virtual craft thing. Yes. Now the ball's rolling and it's gaining momentum. It's every two months. It's like, you know, don't worry if you can't make it this month. You do it next month. Or don't yeah. worry if you can't do this. You know, just having a bit of foresight with these situations. Yeah. I think I think like with the the, the first Maker Central, no one knew if it was ever going to happen again. Yeah. And it was all like panic stations and like, you know, get have you got your ticket and all this stuff? And it's like, I mean, obviously, fucking COVID aside, <laughs> yeah. it would have. Yeah you know, kept going and kept going and kept going and been something like, can't make it this year, you know, can't afford it, but I'll be there yeah. next year, you know, yeah. and I'll, I'll think about it. So I think there's a, there's a, there's a time scale to this stuff as well. Yeah. I think because we're all so um, distant and to your point, Andy, time poor that, yeah. that there's this weird panic that you have to make it to that thing. Otherwise you'll yeah. never get another chance again. It's like, there's always, there's always money in the banana stand, you know, we, yeah. can, we can, we can go next year and worry about it. Yeah, yeah, because that's kind of what I'm going through with uh, the Makers Camp stuff at the moment. Like, I so desperately want to go, but it's just, it's not going to happen this year, um, which is frustrating. But at the same time, it'll happen next year. Like, there's, it, it, you know, it, it, I don't like that attitude in, in one way because it, there's, I don't like con constantly going like, oh, I'll do it next time, I'll do it next time, because I've done that with other things in my life and ended up never doing them. Um, but with events like this, it's like, actually, no, I know that I can go next year and I know that I will. And it's, it's, it's okay to do sort of thing. Um, and yeah, like that, that whole idea of, um, of continuation of stuff and, and the fact that like, say it's, it's never just a one-off, even events that are billed as a one-off generally, if they go well, they get done again. Like even if it's in a different way, like, I mean, granted, like something like, Morty's wedding is hopefully that's only going to happen once um but you know like big events and stuff like that like it, it if it goes well it's never just a one-off there's always a repeat um whether it's done in exactly the same way or not it varies but 
you know, that's that's one of the great things about like these kind of events and these kind of things. Um, is the fact that you know they they are multi event. What's the fucking word? Multi yearable, multi doable. I don't multi yearable. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like uh, a crap children's lunch. <laughs> fucking hell. Um, but yeah, no that that kind of aspect of it, unlike this segue, is fucking spiffing. <laughs> Uh, Al, have you got an order? It's Saab. Saab. And it's spelt properly because it's double A. Yay! Oh, uh, which one's first, though? Ooh. Well, I... We'll go alphabetical. Wait. Uh, a and L. Yeah, here L. he is. Uh, there we go. So, okay. One's uh, right. an A-N and the other one's an A-L. Yeah, I couldn't figure out which was first, A, uh, L or N. I had to do the alphabet song to know because that's how my brain Now is. you know your A, B, Z. Z. Uh, anyway. Um, I can't wait so... to do this. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. You just need to cut in when I say, Al, what's the order? And then everyone can hear the ramblings that go on. So, um, cool. So, cool. Yes. Anyway. Perfect. I'm first, and I am going to spiff um, uh, someone from uh, the Al is currently with in Norway. Um, so for those that don't follow Alex, he is currently in... Alex is in my boss, Alex. Uh, he's currently in Norway um, at Holmsoften. I can't ever pronounce the name of the restaurant. Um, but basically, it's the restaurant on the edge of the world. It is right at the top of Norway. Um, it's just in the Arctic Circle. It's an old cod fishing station, um, which they've converted into this super fancy, amazing restaurant. Um, and a couple of times a year, they do um, this kitchen at the edge of the world thing where essentially people pay an extraordinary amount of money um, to go and spend a few days cooking with like a celebrity chef and doing some arts and crafts stuff with different uh, makers. Um, so obviously Al's out there doing some blacksmithing stuff. I think they're making little like neck knives and stuff like that. Um, and this time round, it's with Hugh from River Cottage that's doing the cooking, um, as well as Val, who is like the constant MC up there. Um, but one of the other craft people are, is uh, a guy called Tom Frost, who is um, the boy Frost on Instagram. Um, and he's a like a printmaker. Um, so they've done some like printed um, like puffin mobile things, um, but also just like I, I only found out about this guy today whilst uh, someone from home, uh, home uh, fucking someone from the restaurant posted up uh, a link to his stuff. Um, but yeah, basically uh, he's done a load of prints on um, some different products that I actually have bought and I've always really liked the way that the packaging is designed. Um, it's just really nice, quite bold print stuff. Um, I think a lot of it's done like screen printing style. Um, mm -hmm. So you get these really like nice layered colors. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's really nice, bright, simple design. It's very kind of now in terms of um, the style. Like it's quite, um, it's quite a big thing at the moment, I think. Um, but yeah, I just really like it. And I really like the stuff that he's done. And I hope that at some point I get to meet him because he seems like a really sound guy. So, yeah, uh, the boy Frost on Instagram is my spiff. So, next person is a L, which is Al or Alehole. Um, no, Alehow. Alehow. That was it. Uh, Al. This is not going to die down. I'm already getting fucking mail delivered with that <laughs> on my, as my name. Yes, really? That's fucking brilliant. Anyway, <laughs> um, it's a good job what was in that mail was spectacular. Um, but I'm not going to spiff that person because I'm not Brett. My spiff is Danny Hoon. Um, I think it's Vietnamese, so apologies if I've butchered mm. that pronunciation. Um, H-U-Y-N-H. -H, um, and it's Danny Hoon Creations. So I think someone might have spiffed this dude in uh, the Facebook group. Um, he's on Instagram and YouTube, and basically he makes 
these amazing automatons. Um, I think he started out with like RC vehicles, like motorbikes and cars and stuff, yeah. but then started to put characters and creatures onto the oh. vehicles. So like he'll have a motorbike, but then he'll Ooh. put like a, a creature on the motorbike that kind of steers when it steers. Yeah. And they've all got like their their organs are, are engines and stuff. So there's like a, a, a dude who's That's got like cool. you know pistons and stuff coming out of his body when he breathes. It's fucking incredible. This is the, yeah. this is like what my childhood dreams were made of, this kind yeah. of shit. Um but the weird thing is as well, like they're themed. So that they're, they're all like unique and original creations, but they'll be like a an alien as in yeah. Ridley Scott's alien theme. And like the bike will be like branded Wayland and stuff. And I don't know why, but it's fucking incredible. Um, but check him out. Amazing kind of uh, engineering and um, attention to detail and just yeah, bonkers. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I love it. That's, yeah, that's Danny Hugh Creations. I, and thank I, you to whoever put me onto them because I can't remember, but yeah. it's great. Yeah, no, sorry, I'm just looking at the... Um... The Everything? Instagram account, Instagram oh. account, and it's yeah. There's some fucking cool stuff on there. I want so him to make that. like life size versions of these because they're yeah, incredible. yeah. That's fucking ace. Um, yeah. And weirdly enough, I was talking to someone about the like the whole thing about doing miniature stuff, and yeah, I I would love to see this shit full size. That's awesome. Um, right. The next one is Andy. Andy hey. Who would you like to spit? Oh shit. Uh, right. <laughs> I have a uh, a blacksmith that I would like to spiff, um, rather mm. unsurprisingly, as a guy, but <laughs> he's called Max Randolph Studios. I think yes. it might have actually been you guys that put me onto this guy, um, yeah. but his stuff is just incredible. Like he he um, he hand cuts gears with a with a with a cutting torch, and it's just yeah. it's it's very um, like almost steampunky kind of really mm. really wacky like um but all the the gear work stuff all works it's just incredible 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 work yeah apparently i can say incredible about four times <laughs> just just that's why uh yeah really really good and just um very uh he's kind of pushing the pushing the boundaries a little bit just yeah. a bit different massively so, i mean it like it, it's that whole thing of taking the traditional techniques and just applying them in in incredible ways yeah totally totally yeah. different ways yeah yeah um yeah and i think the I mean, engineering brett that originally uh shouted about a little while ago um so i've been following him since then mm. and yeah just fucking next level like yeah super super yeah. cool guy see and all going back to how we all meet each other in social media chris cash was the one that told me about him yeah a year or two ago because he was making a hobbit door stained glass hobbit door that's it thing. yeah that's the one yeah i was looking at and the, the the guy is just like he's just yeah amazing yeah it's crazy. Yeah. He, he's actually got uh he's got a youtube channel as well same same name rex randall oh, nice. studios and he just comes across as a really nice guy uh but he does have too if you much ever get hair. a chance join join his uh saturday morning tea sessions or whatever oh, yeah. when he chats just, with everybody those, on instagram yeah. live they are delightful <laughs> <laughs> brilliant what's that just like a, a he sits there with a cup of tea and chats he literally yeah, sits there yeah, right? hey, hey guys how are you today's just the best he's like that's bob awesome. ross blacksmith yeah, yeah. amazing yeah because he does he's on tiktok as well um and like doing he does very same, well yeah he does the same sort of thing on tiktok it's fucking brilliant but i mean like that's, that's the thing is like just based off his work alone he deserves every bit of recognition mm. he gets but the fact that he's fucking sound as well is yeah. Based on, his hair, based on his hair alone, he deserves recognition he gets. Right? Yeah. Hair is uh, yeah. I'm so fucking overrated. jealous. <laughs> <laughs> There's rubbish. Yeah, sorry, mate. <laughs> but yeah, no, he's he's glorious. Um, speaking of glorious, Brett, how the devil are you? Who would you like to spiff, my friend? I would like to spiff a television show. Um, and I know it is popular, and people are watching it, but... Is it Firefly? Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, is it the American Red Dwarf? <laughs> oh my god, that was so, so bad. That so, was so bad. So I didn't bad. even know that existed. Don't, yeah. don't, it doesn't, Andy, it doesn't exist. <laughs> no. Nope. no. I just made it up. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, back to terrible. it. So, the other day, I started watching handmaiden's tale 
And I know when we talk about media and we have our opinions and, and certain things that we definitely lean to in terms of um, genres or directors, whatever, this is something completely new as far as I'm concerned, or at least to me, it is, it feels very new. It feels very original. It's a Hulu original. Um, so the interpretation from the book to this series, I can't say I read the books. I had no idea what I was getting into. So there are a few seasons in and I knew nothing about the show other than a couple of the actors that were in it. Um, as far as original stories with just amazing story writing, cinematography is fantastic. It's it's this quality of product or quality of project that as, as media goes nowadays, I feel like we don't get very often. And by golly, it's just gonna be a suggestion that everybody goes and gives Handmaid's Tale a try because it's so good. It is so, so, so good. <laughs> uh, and Elizabeth Moss, looks, I, Elizabeth Moss looks like Heidi as well, which always makes me think. Oh, <laughs> right? It's a little interesting. Heidi could probably rock the hell out of that too. Yeah. <laughs> Dark as that television show is. But yeah, that's, that's it. I don't know. I've just been... Um, I won't say inspired because it's it's such a unique story, but there's just things that come out of like immersing yourself in a show or media like this at least for me i take things away from it in terms of lighting like they're lighting specifically how they choose to light scenes these big dusty beams coming through old uh houses and windows and things oh visually beautiful i i'm getting a lot from it uh not only with the storyline but just I think there's just some visual inspiration and color handling and yeah. things like that. So nice. I like watching those for the sake of just gaining a little bit more for the creative portfolio. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Good job, man. Thanks, um, yeah. I, I can't really say anything about it because I've never watched it, but uh, if I, uh, I'll add it to the, the ever growing list of shit. Yeah. To watch. Right. The never ending um, list. Yeah. But the trouble is that I still the perennial I... list. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh. isn't uh, that plants? Yeah, <laughs> uh, it just yeah, means I... forever. <laughs> I just go back to shit that I've already watched a thousand times over. Um, there you go. Because I'm an idiot. Uh, yes. Uh, so, is there any other business? Yes. Ooh, guest AOB. Yeah. What, what would you like to discuss, my friend? So. I have, I have three things of any other business, if that's mm. okay. So they're, they're all quite short and sharp. Always wear your PPE. Yep, Always keep yep. your angle grinder guards on. That's something that really grinds my gears when I see that. And right. um, yeah. dogs are better than cats. <laughs> oh, As Meatloaf once said, two out of three ain't bad, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, good shout. Um, yeah, again, two out of three. Um, I, I mean, you're entitled to your incorrect opinion on that one. But yeah, sure. <laughs> Some of us are doing it for the visual effect because we just want sparks on the yeah. the, the movie screen. <laughs> I, I just... Oh, I thought we were all agreeing that he was wrong about the dogs thing. No, but, he's know. definitely right about the dogs thing. Fuck off. Dogs, dogs are this is, you, you, it, It's biased because of Murphy, and Murphy is amazing, and he is not like other dogs. <laughs> Name one good cat. <laughs> See? Felix. Oh, touche. <laughs> good, good work. Um, right. Uh, is there any any uh, bleh, bleh, any other business from either of you? Uh, just a big thanks to the the gents last week. Yes. Cheers. Right, that's a good chat. I, I, it's genuinely the first time I've ever listened to an episode of this and really enjoyed it. Um, other than when the girls took out, it's also quite good. <laughs> Uh, basically, good, I just don't like it when we on it. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, no, it was genuinely really good. I'm quite excited about um, checking out they they their uh, podcast as well. Um, so yeah, uh, go go listen to that, which is two thirds focused. Um, uh, I did have something else. What was I going to say? Oh yes. Uh, so um, again, if you follow Al, you'll have noticed, or if you follow the the Forge YouTube channel. You'll have noticed that we've just started releasing some one-minute videos 
uh, which is based off the book. Uh, so the book comes out in seven weeks. Um, and I'm not sure if that's a, a dramatic yawn or if you actually were yawning then. It was, um, it was a combination of me realizing what those were. Because I was like, is this a trailer for, is, is there another uh, video right. coming out? I got all excited <laughs> about a video yeah. coming out, but no. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, they're basically the, the one minute clips where Al is reading off the introduction to each of the chapters, each of the chapters or sections, sorry. Uh, each of the sec sections is based off the seven traditional skills of blacksmithing. Um, so yeah, it's just like a quick bit of audio with some footage of said techniques. Um, I think we're going to put it together into like a like a just under 10 minute video um, right at the end for YouTube as well. So we'll have all of it listed together for when the book comes out. Um, yeah. But, in my uh, head, um, you, when you said it was Al reading the book, it, that's in my head. It was uh, him sitting in a big armchair with a glass of brandy and in a dressing gown, just just reading the book like a Christmas story. Genuinely, we actually read it in the camper. So he was in like the captain's chair, which was turned round with his feet <laughs> up, wearing, wearing fucking like uh, jogging bottoms, but they were rolled up, so they were like three quarters away up his calf. Um, nice. sat there with a glass of wine, reading it out. It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, the, um, the book's coming out in, uh, about a month now and seven weeks even. Um, and yeah, there'll be seven of them coming out and they're, they're just short little fun ones. So if you want, go check them out. Um, cause they're nice. Uh, yeah, that's it. So, uh, Andy, do you want to tell everyone where they can find you on socials and stuff? Yes, I am at feather underscore forge uh, everywhere, basically. And I'm even on Twitter, but I don't really use Twitter. It's just Nobody Instagram. Uses Twitter. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 yeah, mainly Instagram and Facebook. I do have a YouTube channel, but I don't really do much because life is busy. But yeah, open, yeah. Words. But you still got your your all your old contents still on there. Yeah, it? it's all there. You should go check it out, particularly if you are just starting out blacksmithing. Yeah. It's um, worth checking out, if yeah. I do say so myself. <laughs> I would genuinely one hundred percent back up that statement. Like I said, I I got a hell of a lot out of it when I was first starting out, um, and I'm pretty sure I, even if I went back to revisit it now, I would still gain some little gems from it. Um, so yeah, go go check out uh, Andy's stuff on the tubes. Um, as for the rest of us, if you want to find us in social media, you can find us in all of the usual social media places. You can find me at Moonshow Metaworks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. <laughs> can I do it? Yeah. There we go. Uh, if you want to find us as a group, we are Fools with Tools or FWT Podcast everywhere. Um, yeah, that's it. Thank you all so very, very much for joining us. Um, and again, thank you to the boys for uh, covering for us last week. Um, it's much appreciated. Um, until next time, we love you all. Goodbye. Goodbye.